Mine's good. Come on, Brent. Life's good. Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have. Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, what's up? Big night. In the world of curling, Scott, uh, of course, the 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 eyes of the world were centered on the Ottawa Curling Club on the TV sheet, where the team that I play on was life and death to try and stay in the B trial. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what, it's getting to be about midnight now, maybe maybe quarter after on uh, uh, Thursday here. Yeah. So. It, were you off early and you had a couple beers, or why were you there so late? So we we ended up winning. We had a big lead, and we couldn't quite close it out as quickly as we would have liked. We're also playing a team that is, let's say, um, they consider their shots. <laughs> I think we can Your say favorite. that. Your favorite. Yeah, and uh, so our friend Dave Sally, who uh, is probably – this might be one of the only teams in the club who's slower than them. Uh, but Dave was still there when I left, and I played the 845 game. Dave played the 630 game, and he outlasted me at the Curly Club. Ooh, boy. Good for Dave. Yeah, so you know that the Ottawa Business Journal published this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, but, uh, but while at the club, of course, they had the – Canada Cup on the TV, so I was able to keep up with what was happening out there in Leduc, Alberta. I also was able to watch most of the morning and afternoon draws. And Scott, tomorrow, uh, Friday, the last day of the round robin, it is going to be a lot of fun because we got some bunching going on. Yeah, lots of bunching today. Uh, we talked last night about you know who's going to come out and have a good day. We saw Jennifer Jones pick up two big wins. We see John Epping on the men's side pick up two wins to, to put himself up at three and one. Uh, yeah, like there's only two teams eliminated as of right now. So yep. uh, it's pretty good. And and one thing I'll say, Sean, uh, the evening draw, it was not super, super interesting. I know you were on the ice. Uh, Tracy Fleury got a big lead against Carrie Anderson. Seems like her old team has Carrie's number. Maybe it's a For bit sure. in her head. Yeah. Who knows? But it was like it, it was somewhat interesting, and then Flurry popped a big one, and I wanted to go to the other sheets, but they didn't. <laughs> right? They, like uh, I, I didn't feel like they were. It was as dynamic as it usually is, and with only two people up in the booth, you know, you, you got to rely on your other set's eyes out there. So fair enough. Uh, but I was I was all set for there to be an extra end. In the Gushu versus Glenn Howard game, Glenn's got a draw for two. I, I set my TV up so I could record and watch the extra end. I thought we could get going right away. And wouldn't you know it, Sean, Glenn Howard had a pick. It's crazy. I mean, he's never had a rock pick before. It never happens, it's right? It's a shocker that Glenn Howard would have a stone pick. Now, well, it, it, the, it, the TV, so the TV at the Ottawa Curling Club froze. So I did not see the shot, and I, as we're talking, I've not seen the replay of it yet. Did it actually pick? I think it did, because the the sweepers, they got it to be like, 
like a tight guard. And okay. Glenn Howard is, you know, is better than six feet light on a draw to the button. So I, I tend to believe that this one picked, but I heard, uh, I, I was going to the bathroom and I heard it's picking, it's picking. And I went, Oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was like a fait accompli. They're going to, they're going to have it. We'll watch the extra end as we record the podcast. But, yeah. uh, unfortunately for Glenn not to be, they played pretty well today. Uh, they eked out a win, um, in their first game. So they, you know, uh, if they'd beaten Gushu there, that, w- that would have put Gushu right behind the eight ball for tomorrow with, uh, with two big games for him. So yeah, big time. So tomorrow Gushu uh, has Jacobs and Cooey and, you know, splitting that is tough, right? I mean, right, he, he's yeah. good enough, obviously that he can go two and zero, but that's going to be tough to, to split those. So that's the game against Howard. He could not afford uh, to lose, but Glenn Howard, of course, comes out this afternoon, beats Kevin Cooey. Yeah, nine to six, uh, a bit of a surprise there and, and keeps him in contention for the playoffs. So on the men's side, all we have at the moment is Matt Dunstone eliminated. And uh, I want to talk about that game this afternoon. Yeah, let's. between Matt Dunstone and Brendan Botcher, because it was the feature game. And in my notes, I wrote. It's a shame that either team has to win this. Yeah, they both were did not bring their best game. This yeah, both both teams were bad. And what I found most interesting, though, in the ninth end of this game, it's tied three to three, and Brendan Botcher has a draw for one. And after Brendan Botcher missed his first shot, Darren Molding says to him, and and they picked it up on the broadcast. He says. You know, we just have to score one here. And I, it, my, my, my great shame that is that I didn't tweet this in real time. But I, I thought to myself, why? Like, yeah, why you, do you have to? I, I would say 90% of the teams out there would say no. You, you'd rather give up a steal of one if you're tied in the ninth, right? Yeah, so so when he said that, I was a little confused. Obviously, they, their numbers would tell them that being up one without for them is better than being down one with and and i you know the the numbers are such that having the lead statistically tends to be better that that still has held in the five rock rule but it's not as dominant as it was in the four rock rule right right without so the numbers are starting to shift and, and as we see the sample size change it, it it we might get to the point where it'll be universal that you want to be down one with I was just kind of struck by it and taken aback by that comment. And he gives up the steal and then, of course, gets the two in 10 after Matt Dunstone. Russ said it on the broadcast. I don't know what Matt Dunstone was doing no. on his last rock. Yeah, I, I looked up and went, what the hell happened? Yeah, right. I mean, they were concerned about giving or, or leaving a double, but he played a shot that was remarkably harder than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it seemed strange to me. That they played, they tried to play like an angle in at a, when they could have played a straight back, and just missed like it, it overcurled. Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, really, really curious about what the hell was going on too. And now, to to be fair, I was uh, also watching the football game, so divided attention. But 
but yeah, it, I looked at, at the screen and went, how the, why are they, what, what's going on? What's yeah. going on? I, yeah, and to so be honest, I said that for a lot of that game, there was uh, like bad. missed shots everywhere. It, yeah. Yeah. That my whole takeaway from today was that the ice must've been tricky because a lot of people were getting caught. Uh, they said on the broadcast, one of the sheets was much faster than the others. Yeah. How that, how that happens. I don't know. Well, I guess I know, but, uh, strange to sure. see, uh, at this kind of an event. And yeah, a lot of missed shots all day. Yeah, a lot of missed shots. You know, Darren Molding flashed one, uh, at one point, like you just don't see that at that level. So yeah, the ice was definitely uh, changing. They talked about it on the broadcast a lot. Uh, about how the ice was changing. So, yeah, yeah, that game, obviously we didn't see the other games in their entirety on the broadcast, but certainly as a TV game, it didn't quite live up to the billing as what you would have hoped, uh, two young teams coming into this event. So uh, hopefully the the action tomorrow is a little more precise, but as we say, it will be a lot of fun. Uh, is there anything else, Scott, on the men's side that you wanted to talk about? Well... Sean, last night when we were talking about uh, what we were looking forward to for today, uh, we were looking at that Brendan Botcher kevin Cooey matchup. Uh, yes. You know, the rematch of the last two uh, two Briars. And uh, just like, is it lost two Briars? Maybe not. No, anyway. it's not. That is incorrect. They've played in the final twice, though, right? Maybe, Maybe just Botcher. Yeah, Botcher's played in the last two finals. Okay, it's late. So, uh, and and I know they showed Botcher in the afternoon, and it was the time for the women's game to be on, which is fair enough, but I didn't feel like we got enough look-ins over at Cooey versus Botcher for such a high-profile game. What Did did that strike you at all, or no? Am I well, just I, I, I can see why they wouldn't. Uh, you know, they showed Botcher in the afternoon against Matt Dunstone. They showed Cooey in the morning. Uh, in his game that he played against, uh, who did he play? He was on TV already. Who's that? Could no, he? sorry. So, yeah, he's been on TV. I've seen him on my screen last night, I think. Um, so right, so he's been the feature game, uh, yeah, against Brad Jacobs last night. So I could see why they didn't do that. Plus, you know, TSN. I think they're banking on those two teams being in the playoffs and they don't want to over, you know, in the Briar and the Scotties, given the formats as they are, you're kind of forced to overexpose teams early in the week. Right. In this event, you don't have to because everyone's really good. Yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I think that's part of what they're doing in, in trying to pick their uh, TV games early in the week here. Well, I think it, what it really comes down to is it was the women's game slot to be pre to be the the future game which is fine but given that i'm also a little surprised that we didn't see jones and chelsea carry although tracy flurry's team was the story of yesterday so i can understand it um and it's that great it's a great rematch too i I think it's the first time tsn's been able to show maybe maybe this happened in the canada cup last year too but anderson against flurry with flurry with anderson's old team and, and that so yeah, you know, yeah there's yeah. a, a storyline built in there as well yeah that's true no they tracy flurry wasn't at the canada cup last year so so there you go so first time that tsn's been able to show that yeah yeah okay so uh so 
So I'm okay with it. Any anything else you saw on the women's side? Uh, Tracy yeah, so, Fleury with that big win there. Uh, yeah, so that that I don't care about that much. Okay. Here's what I wrote. Um, I, I wrote this down after Jennifer Jones. This was before the night draw. This was during the afternoon draw where Jennifer Jones gives up a four to Robin Silvernagel in the fifth end to go down five to one, then scores two, steals two. Gives up two, scores two, steals two to win nine seven. Right? She she the second half of the game she goes eight to two. Just insane. to win the game. Yeah. So so in my notes I wrote uh, after whatever happens to cause the apocalypse, the only things that'll be left are cockroaches, Twinkies, and Jennifer Jones on a curling sheet. Yep. You you can't you can't kill Jennifer Jones. She. Yes, she missed the playoffs at the Scotties. She had a terrible day yesterday, but my goodness, I am going to be the last person because you, you saw it yesterday a little bit. You definitely saw it during the Scotties. The hot takes about Jennifer Jones and you know she's too old and it's done. I am going to be the last one to put any dirt on the the grave of Jennifer Jones, the curler, because my God, is it, she just doesn't quit. Yeah, and that uh, three she got against Chelsea Carey there in the ninth that really kind of buried Team Carey. Uh, Chelsea missed one of uh, one of her first shots and and wasn't able to recover. So real tough, uh, real real tough go for for Chelsea Carey in that game. But you're right, Sean Jennifer Jones. I I, I guess like the key to beating Jennifer Jones is you've got to get your five in like the eighth end. Yeah, instead you of can't, the... you can't crack that big number too early. Yeah, yeah, because, and it's really, it, it's really a testament to Jones' ability to keep things cluttered. Yeah, because that's the Liverpool team; they can hit, right? And you'd think, okay, we cracked a big, a big spot. Let's play as defensive as we can. Try and try to just try and run this game out. Yeah, but uh, Jennifer Jones too good for that, and you know, uh, Team Silvernagel maybe maybe choked a bit under the pressure. Yeah, uh, they have not played particularly well. Certainly, that game being a big example of that, and not being able to hold that lead overall. Though, yeah, I was just really impressed with what Jennifer Jones did today. If tomorrow she's got a split day, which is always tough. And it's uh, Tracy Flurry in the morning and then Rachel Holmes at night. And I know the way that they've structured this for the TV broadcast is that it'll be it would be men in the morning and the evening. Yeah. If if that is a play in game, which is it potentially could be with Rachel Holman tomorrow, mm-hmm. where the winners in, losers out, I want that to be the T V game. I want to see that. Because when they play each other Lots of rocks and play. They both like rocks and play. And as an added benefit, they don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. So I think TSN has the, you know, uh, the jurisdiction there to say, whoa, oh, for whoa, sure. Whoa. Yeah. We don't we don't need a men's game. This is the more interesting game. And and Jennifer Jones, Sean, she controls her own destiny here. You know, uh, two and two. And she's yeah. playing the two teams that are three and one. She's got to bring him back to the field, and if she can do that, she'll be minimum in a tiebreaker. And if she does that, Vic is going to be the most angry man in Leduc, Alberta. Yeah, because nobody wants to get up early on Saturday, right? 
a little bit of snow coming in there to Leduc as well today. We saw uh, saw some of the exteriors. So uh, it's winter. Yeah, winter in Leduc. Um, the other note that I, I wrote today, Scott, is that we owe a, a giant apology, and I will personally apologize to uh, Casey Scheidegger, the entire Scheidegger family, uh, all of their fans for putting a gigantic jinx on Cheryl Bernard yesterday. <laughs> my deepest apologies to that. That was not my intent. I, I very much enjoyed what happened yesterday with Cheryl Bernard and was sad as to what happened today with it's, Cheryl Bernard. It seemed to me, Sean, like, uh, you know, Cinderella was at the ball and having a great time. And then, <laughs> you know, the clock struck midnight, her carriage turned back into a pumpkin. Uh, it, it just was a tough day, tough day today for, for team Scheidegger. Now, to be fair, they had some pretty tough opponents, right? The defending Canadian champion, Chelsea Carey. And, uh, yeah. and they sort of got off to a rough start against uh, Carey Anderson in the morning. They, uh, gave up a steal in the first end. That was, it was just kind of a weird, like steal out of nowhere. Right. Well, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Carey. You mean. Who's that? No, what they played Anderson in uh, in the morning. Oh no, that's last no, night. No, that was last night, and they crushed him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Carrie in the morning. Sorry, yeah. my uh, eyes aren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, with the tough steal to start the game, uh, they sort of put them behind. They were doing their best to come back, and they stayed in it. But at at the end of the day, you know, uh, uh, a tough one. Yeah, and Rachel Holman in that game this afternoon, every time they showed the update from it, Cheryl Bernard and Team Scheidegger, they were definitely chasing in that game. So Rachel Holman really was in control the whole way through. Uh, so and I, know, they had they had tonight off, they have tomorrow morning off, they get Tracy Fleury in the afternoon, and of course Tracy Fleury will be coming off of a morning draw against Jennifer Jones. So, uh, you know, they'll be rested coming in. Fleury might be a little tired you know, going three straight draws here as the Scheidegger team has two draws off. And then yeah. they get uh, Robin Silvernagel tomorrow night. So they're certainly not out of it uh, by any means. But obviously they need to have a better day tomorrow than what they had today. For sure. And that'll be a good chance to refocus, you know, uh, take take the evening off, maybe do some stretching, some rehab, whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, get the body tuned up, ready to go. All that fun stuff. Uh, about that game with Rachel Holman this afternoon, I think Emma Miskew shot 98% in the game, and uh, Rachel wasn't on the top of her her game, but if Emma's making everything, it's not leaving leaving a lot for, for the skipper, for Cheryl. No, yeah, 98%. That's a good score. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. Somebody could fact-check me, but I think I saw that earlier today. As well, and you know, analytically speaking, it's a good score, I should say. Yeah, according to the numbers, nine yeah. high. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so overall, uh, a fun day there in Leduc, Alberta, and tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Ninety-six uh, percent, Scott, this afternoon for MMSU. Oh, geez, my eyes in, again in that game. So yeah, so as as we look forward to tomorrow, there are only two teams that have been eliminated, and that is Robin Silvernagel. And Matt Dunstone, everybody else, 12 of the 14 teams in the field have playoff aspirations. Uh, and the women's side, Robin Silvernegger's 0-4. Everybody else is either 2-2 two and two or 3-1. and one. And on the men's side, you have 
Matt Dunstone at 0-4, Russ Howard, Russ Howard, <laughs> Glenn Howard at 1-3, and, and then 2-2-3-1 two and two and and above that. And with only three playoff spots up for grabs on each side, Vic is going to be doing a lot of math tomorrow. And that might be just as entertaining as what's going on on the ice. Yeah, let's hope uh, hope Vic has some assistance to help him with that. Uh, did you see at all, Sean, what the feature will be tomorrow morning? I did not, no. Uh, neither did I. I I'm going to assume it will be Botcher and Jacobs, but uh, Howard and Epping are the other men's game on the ice, and I don't believe we've seen John Epping featured yet. So, so according to the TSN website here, uh, Draw 7 tomorrow morning, they are scheduled to have... Glenn Howard against John Epping as the feature game. Cool. That, uh, you know, Scott McDonald's going to have something to say, but it could be a, a preview of an Ontario tankard final. Yeah. So I'm always up for that. Yeah. And definitely to, uh, you know, obviously it's an elimination game for Glenn Howard. Uh, Cause if he goes to four, he is done, but it also, mm-hmm. if he can bring back John Epping to two, that would be a big favor to Brad Gushu and Brad Jacobs. As and, well. uh, and to Brendan Botcher as well, because it could give them a, a leg up on capturing that first place and a direct buy to the final. Yeah, as uh, uh, for sure. But they do they they don't have that tiebreaker against Cooey, so uh, so they're going to need some help elsewhere as well. Yes, that's true. That's true. So uh, so yeah, so a lot of machinations out there, uh, but overall fun day. Thursday at the Canada Cup. Looking forward to Friday and figuring out who's in the playoffs, who's not in the playoffs as we get set for the weekend. So, Scott? Yeah. I'm any here. thoughts about what uh, about what to what's going on on uh, on Friday? Any final thoughts? Uh no, nothing more than just I'm really looking forward to seeing the top teams clash and and seeing if one team can separate themselves, especially on the women's side. If there's one team that takes control, one of those three and one teams and can win both, uh, yeah. put themselves right, right into the final, uh, on the men's side. Like I say, I'm, I'm interested in that game in the morning and seeing if, if Glenn can, you know, uh, work some magic, pull Epping down a bit. Uh, but otherwise just looking forward to seeing some really great curling, I've got nothing else planned tomorrow. Well, in the during the day I do, but I'll be on my couch for not quite as much time as I was today. Uh but but I'll be all in watching the curling. Very nice. So, well, enjoy uh the curling there, Scotty, and uh should mention, of course, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American friends. Hope you had a great uh, day out there and that you're out there Elbows up, doing some Black Friday shopping now. Yeah, and um, I, I, I really hope everybody, uh, you know, remembers to circle the wagons, and and just know that the Buffalo Bills, Sean, the Buffalo Bills are nine and three. They haven't won ten games yeah. in a season since 1999, uh, and that's a long time ago. <laughs> that is a very long time so ago. So I, it was a, it was an awesome game to watch today. I was, I was a little nervous heading into it. But uh, I feel pretty good right now. Well, congratulations, Scotty. Thanks, man. Uh, you have 10 days to think about how Lamar Jackson is going to throw seven <laughs> touchdowns uh, well, against the Bills. At least Lamar Jackson's my fantasy quarterback, so there's a fringe benefit. 
there you go. Um, so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully all of our uh, American friends uh, watch football or did whatever your Thanksgiving traditions are and had a great day. Uh, certainly, I was toggling between the games and the curling as well. So uh, so a lot of fun up here too on American Thanksgiving. Some afternoon television programming to pay attention to. And tomorrow, in addition to the curling, you got uh, a ton of NHL games uh, during the day. Uh, I think there's only one NBA game that starts in the afternoon, but some college football is going on too. A lot of action going on in the world of sports tomorrow during the day. So, uh, But do be sure to carve out some time for the curling. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, enjoy your day if you've got it off. Uh, if not, you know... Uh... Maybe maybe take off a little early and catch that uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time curling start. That's my plan. Uh, so I got to get to bed so I can get to work early so I can get home for that 4 o'clock draw and have a, a beautiful Friday night of curling. Sweet, man. Maybe we should do it together. Ah, we'll talk we, about that. I mean, we, yeah, we could talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back with you, of course, tomorrow night once the playoff teams are set to talk about all that happens on Friday and look forward to the semifinals on Saturday and potentially some tiebreakers as well. So if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the show so you get that episode. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and do follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. The website is Game of Stones Pod at uh, or excuse me, GameofStonesPod.com. Did you do any uh, any blogging today, Scott? No blogging today, but I, I put up our last three episodes, uh, including last night's. So they're on there if you care to listen that way. Uh, but tomorrow, I'm looking at tomorrow. I got a, an appointment at 11, but starting in the afternoon, I'll uh, I'll get on it. All right, so definitely uh, check out Game of Stones Pod. Dot com. Then if you have any comments or questions for the show, you can always reach us at Game of Stones podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the curling. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that in there. Make the final...